why don't you hurry up and heal already? This is something that I'm not asking you, but rather more than likely you are asking this question to yourself. <laughs> Let's talk. Hello, my dear beauty. It is I, your favorite Dr. Honey, Dr. Faith Abraham. And today I want us to discuss this question that you are probably asking yourself or you may have been asking yourself for some time. And I know my arm is jingling, so let me go ahead and fix that so that you can uh, not be too distracted by all of my arm candy. But nevertheless, I'm asking you this question because I know that you're asking yourself this question and really I'm not asking you, but this is what you're asking yourself. And this is what, you know, a question that you may have asked yourself even while you were in your healing phase and coming out of your healing phase and maybe going into a new healing phase. Why can't I just hurry up and heal already? But Here's the thing. First of all, let's slow down, right? And let's really break this down just a smidget so that we can really assess what's going on. So first and foremost, if you are in the healing phase, have ever been in the healing phase, honey, I commend you. Matter of fact, I have my sound machine. Yes, I commend you on healing. I commend you on taking those steps, doing the reading, getting some coaching, counseling, therapy, um, taking a look at your past and confronting your past, dealing with the pain and wanting to use that pain to now propel you versus having that pain keep you down right? And for many of us, we realize that, okay, there's some unsolved stuff. There's some stuff that still keeps coming up, even though it happened years ago, even though that's not who I am, or at least that's not who I believe I am, right? And um, you notice that there's some certain cycles and patterns and habits that you keep falling into and going into, which now cause you to re realize, hey, I need to change. There's something that's going on with me and I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out, but I know this much. And for you to get to that place and then now say, I'm going to start my healing process. I'm going to start looking into this. I'm going to figure out the why behind this kudos to you that right there just shows how resilient how great you actually are because many many people would rather stay broken and unhealed and unprocessed and keep going in those same cycles and patterns and behaviors blame somebody else or society or their family or their upbringing or whoever, whatever else you can possibly blame, instead of taking up your personal responsibility to see what's going on and where you are and why, how can you change it, right? Um, truth be told, when I started my healing journey, I, you know, I just knew that something wasn't right. 
honestly, I if if I can if I really want to articulate it, I was at this place where I felt like okay, I should be a lot further than I actually am, and I can't figure out why, but I realized that this thing keeps happening, this thing keeps showing up, this thing is going on, and I want to figure out how I can get rid of it. And one of the things that I was doing was, oh, this might go into a whole nother recording, a whole nother broadcast. But listen, I was asking questions. I was asking God, like, what is going on? Like, what is going on for real? Like, like, can you fix this? Can you like, bibbidi bobbidi boo? Right? Because we have that Disneyland syndrome where we just want things to poof, disappear and poof, appear. And that's not how life works. But at that time, I was really like, okay, can you just like fix this? Like, I need a miracle right now. Like, I need some you to do something right here, right now. Not realizing that I wasn't asking the right question. Um, I always tell people sometimes when we're asking God certain questions and if we're not getting the answer um, after some time, then you need to not shift your desire to know or understand, but shift the question. If you're not getting an answer to why God this, God, why this, why, 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 then don't shift your desire to understand or to know, but rather shift the question you're asking. Okay, I was asking why, but now I'm going to ask, what can I learn? I'm going to ask, is there something I can take from this? I'm going to ask, am I missing something? Right? Because now... What that does is that causes you to lean in. What that does is that causes you to now say, okay, what, you know, it opens your mind up and it opens your spirit up to answers. You may not ever know the exact why on something because it is like overly complicated. It's just multifaceted and multi-layered, right? But there's still something you can gain. There's still something that you can take away from the situation or the circumstance, right? And so knowing that, you know, I was saying, okay, I'm not getting the answer why, and uh, the, the question why answered, so let me shift. Okay, what can I learn? Am I missing something? Is there something that you know that I don't know? Right. Which now took me on this journey of soul healing. It took me on this journey of and it was just so funny how when I started asking the right question, I started getting the solution to the problems. I started being introduced to people, books, resources, conferences, um, you know, all these things that were giving me insight that I never had before, which now helped to facilitate my healing. Now, as I'm in the healing, watch this, and this is where this broadcast title comes from. As I'm in the healing, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I am squirming. I am crying. I am having crazy, like out of this world dreams. I am, I was looking for my, 
mosaic dream journal. I even created that dream journal because I'm such a dreamer and my dreams have um, caused me to make so many different decisions in my life that benefited me. It gave me insight to people, people's mind towards me, people's heart towards me, um, God's heart towards situations. Um, God showed me some stuff that happened in my past that I forgot all about. But when I started, when I remembered it, um, it, I was now able to directly confront that thing, process it and heal. And it was like liberating. It was breakthrough. It was awesome. Yet and still, as many of you are feeling and as I was feeling, God, I just wanted that season to be over. Let me, let me, let me just tell you. straight up 100%. I wanted that season to be over quickly. I was over it. I was over feeling like, oh, okay, I'm good. I got this. And then a situation would come up, an event would come up and I'm like, whoop, guess not. (laughs) Right. You know, I was getting tired of like, how many books do I need to read? Like, how much do I really need to understand? How many times do I need to pray about this particular thing? Like until it's gone, until it's uprooted, until it's no longer a part of me. Like how many times or how much longer do I have to feel uncomfortable in my own skin? Because I was seeing things and noticing things about myself that I never noticed before. I just thought it was a normal thing. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm I, I'm kind of like sound effects for you. I'm kind of like in a battle or war with myself, um, wanting to get to that place that I know, or I felt like I should be while still in the place of becoming, of healing, of processing, of coming together. Right. And I was asking that question, how long does it take to heal how much longer why do I have to be so uncomfortable why is this so you know crazy why do I feel like I'm betraying myself almost in certain situations and certain things like I literally felt like I was betraying myself because watch this I was I was coming against the old version of me The old version of me was there, had been there, had been trained in things for years, 10 decades, not 10 decades, but 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of doing things a certain way, of thinking a certain way, of perceiving a certain way, of having, you know, working around the pain and the wounds and the hurt and the anguish and the self-sabotage and the uh, starting but not stop, uh, not finishing, um, the getting angry really quickly or going on defense, um, being super critical of other people, which also means that I'm super critical of myself, of the perfectionism, whatever it is that you're dealing with. For many, many years, you have been cultivated to be a certain way. And now you're in this healing process that is now saying, we're going to shed this, we're going to throw this off, we're going to throw that away, we're deprogramming and unlearning things so that we can be reprogrammed and relearn some stuff. Listen, my beauty, that is hard. That is hard. That is literally the old you versus the new you. 
That's why you're uncomfortable. That's why you're like, okay, can this thing hurry up? Because, ah, you know, I'm ready for it to be over. But you have to embrace and you have to love the process. As weird as that sounds, you have to recognize that if you don't feel uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. How about that? If you don't feel uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. If you don't feel like, wow, am I betraying myself? Who am I? Did I mean, is this who I am? Like, if you're not asking those self-assessing questions, then you're not really healing. Because you're literally having to look at yourself, become a watcher of yourself, right? And analyze things not critical no but analyze some things is that really me is that really my personality is that really my belief system is that really um what i hold true to myself is that really the behavior i want to have or is that a part of my programming is that a part of what was fed to my brain i have my brain lit up right now too so whoop whoop right? Is that really me? Or is that me in self-defense mode? Is that me preserving myself? Is that me going around the pain, stuffing the pain, hoping that it never pops up, but yet it keeps popping up? So who is the real me? Will the real, ooh, ooh, Eminem, th- that song was really, really good. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. And all you, you know, <laughs> how the song goes, like, the will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Will the real you please stand up? Who are you outside of the programming, outside of the toxicity, of the training, of the hiding yourself, of the being rejected and abandoned and um, being abused and being mistreated and maltreated? Who are you outside of that? Who are you when that stuff is processed properly? Because that is the person that your future is waiting for. Your future is waiting for you. Literally what you want wants you. What you're looking at is looking at you. What you desire desires you too. But it requires you to be a different version of yourself than you are right now. And how do we know that? Because if you weren't required to be a different version of yourself than you are right now, then you would already be there. But because you're not there yet, yet, Because you're not there yet, that means there has to be another version of you that needs to show up and come to the forefront and come to the plate, right? Ready to swing. And so when that person shows up, when that version of you shows up, then there's other things that will begin to manifest in your life and begin to become more clear to you. But you have to be uncomfortable. That's why you see all these memes on social media and the the motivation and all that inspiration stuff that says, you know, you have to become a different version of yourself than you are right now, today, so that you can go into your future. Because your future self is waiting for you to unlearn, relearn, shed some things, process through things, perceive things differently, 
in order for that future to show up. And I'm not saying abandon your beliefs. I'm not saying, you know, you grew up in church and, oh, well, let me just throw that out. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there are some things that we learned that may not be serving us, right? Um, A lot of times people go against, well, um, for example, this is something that you have to unlearn. Oh, money is the root of all evil. No, no. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's a big difference. Because when you love money, here comes greed, here comes envy, here comes jealousy, here comes rage. And those emotions can send you in a downward spiral of be a downward spiral of being a low level version of yourself. That is the truth. Loving money is the root of all evil, meaning that that root of the love of money causes a tree. It's a seed, right? Which births a tree of rage, of envy. It, here comes murder. Here comes all these different things. If you don't believe me, go watch the show American Greed. I hope I did that deep enough to do that justice. Okay, go watch American Greed. You will see, wow, the love of money leads to all kinds of other evils. But see, if you've been trained for the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, feeling like money is evil, when it's actually the love of it that's evil, then what happens, even as I'm saying this right now, you're like, I was following you until you started getting into this. Uh Uh-huh. So what's happening? Your brain is resisting what I'm saying. And when you realize, oh, I'm resisting this new information. I'm resisting this thing. Now, here we go. Old you versus new you. And the new you is saying, hey, pick that up. Adopt that. Let's make that our new belief system. Let's offshoot, let's jettison, remove that wrong way of thinking that the love of money is evil. No, or excuse me, uh, money is the root of evil. No, it's the love of money that's the root of evil. So then guess what? That old part of you has to shed away so that the new part of you, which is a generous part of you, which is a money-making part of you, which is a um, giving, a, a philanthropic part of you, a social justice part of you, a right? Because there's so many things that we can do with money, you know, other than just spend it on ourselves, we can truly make a difference in the world. But if you believe that it's evil, then there's, your brain is going to send up red flags. It's going to resist that money coming into your life until you adopt something new and then you get into that war old me versus new me which is uncomfortable which now you have to work through and that is the healing process and you're like hurry up and heal already but hey if you've been trained a certain way for the past two three four five decades right how long do you think it's going to take to get reset and reprogrammed. It might take a little bit. And I'm not saying it's gonna take a whole another five decades, no. But it is going to take some effort 
and it is going to take some diligence from you, which is, watch this, the best part of it all. Why? Because this is the part of the change within you that you now can use to help in other people, that you now use to encourage other people, that you now use to stand upon. Now, since you've overcome something, you've confronted something, you've dealt with something, it's not on your shoulders anymore, it's under your feet. And what happens when you have something under you, your feet? It causes you to stand up higher. It causes you to rise. I will rise up, right? That song. I told y'all I speak in song, so just go with it, okay? My daughter says I'm a walking, talking jukebox because I have all these songs in my brain. Look, it is what it is. So what am I saying today? You may be asking yourself or telling yourself, hurry up and heal. Just like, oh, when is this going to happen? Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Calm down. Take it easy. Flow into it. Get into the healing. Enjoy the process of healing. Why? Because that process and what you learn and your ability to communicate that process is what is going to help you in your future. It's what's going to propel you into your future. Right? Many of us are the sum of the things that we have overcome. That's why I do enjoy that phrase, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger because if you could not kill me, if you could not destroy me, that thing will cause my voice to become loud because I've overcome you, right? And if I've overcome, then that means I have some nuggets. I have some gems that I can share with the next person so they don't have to be as down and out, as devastated as I was. They can rise up quicker than I did. And to me, to me, that is the beginning. That is the mindset and perspective of an impactful life. A life that has learned something and is willing to pass on what you have learned to other people so that they can soar. That is an impactful life. And that life is the life that I want to live and I hope and pray that you want to live. So what am I saying? Lean into the healing. Lean into the feeling uncomfortable. Lean into the weird uh, sense. Lean into the analyzing of yourself, right? Self-analyzing, which is a great um, ability to have because many people can't do it. They won't do it. And it shows in their life. But embrace it. The fact that you realize that there's something about you that needs to heal, you're already light years ahead into your future already. The fact that you're feeling uncomfortable and you just wanted to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up already, <laughs> right? Is again, another sign you're on the right track. So lean into it. It's okay. Don't rush yourself. As a matter of fact, give yourself big, huge helpings of grace, 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 and more grace, 
right? Because one day you will look up and you will say, I prayed for this day. I prayed for this moment. I wasn't triggered. I didn't go back to my normal way of being. I didn't cuss somebody out. (laughs) You know, I didn't feel bad sharing that experience that I had. I actually felt empowered. I actually felt like I empowered other people. You will get to that day. And sometimes you will have to work through and do things for other people, even being triggered. That is a sign of growth. And that is a sign of a level of healing that we all need. So heal on my friends. Your future is waiting. Your future is calling. And beauty, I'm going to tell you this. If you're in the process of healing, you better love it. You better enjoy it because it's a matter of time where you will begin to use those things, those tools, that knowledge, that ability that you've acquired to now begin to create and carve out your beautiful future. All right, lean into it and we will talk next time. Hey, if you enjoyed that podcast, then I want to extend to you an exclusive invitation for you to become a part of Beauty and Brains Academy. It's my monthly coaching membership in which we come together and go through topics similar to the one you just heard, deep dive into it, apply the strategies that you need to your life so that you can experience the transformation and live the life you know you're meant to live. Join me at beautyandbrainsacademy.com. Again, that's beautyandbrains, with an S, academy.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside.